This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. This, this is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. It is Monday morning. The Philadelphia Eagles are playing a playoff game this week, and Carson Wentz isn't. Elliot Shore Parks, what a day to be alive. How are you, pal? Well, you know, it was just when the Eagles didn't play on Sunday and they played on Saturday, we'll get into that game, which uh, there were some takeaways, but clearly not like a super competitive or uh, interesting game to watch. But Sunday, uh, I'm I'm off to a certain degree because the Eagles don't have an Eagles game. Uh, they don't have a game. So I'm out doing stuff with Kristen early on in the morning. And I start to get texts from like you and Fritz and you're like, you seeing what's happening in Jacksonville? And I'm like, you see what Carson's doing? And I, like, don't want to jinx or anything. So I'm just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, victories for the Eagles this season, you know, we talk a lot about the opponents they play and how sometimes the wins they get aren't super exciting for for the fans. That one had to be. I mean, to watch the Colts lose the way they did, it just – yeah, I mean, I I think it vindicates a lot of people. And we can start with that if you want. But I, I think it vindicates a lot of people within the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, the Colts become the first team since the merger to lose as a uh, to lose to a 2 and 14 team with a playoff berth on the line. And there're a bunch of people in clown costumes in the stands. It is too good. We'll get to Wentz. We should start with the Eagles Bucks obviously now that we know the Eagles opponent and all that, but man, what a glorious glorious day. And again, look, if nothing else, I know people like there are certain people who still love Carson and all that stuff, but we wanted the Colts to lose for draft pick purposes. They lost. It's good for the Eagles. I enjoyed it across the board. We'll get into it. Let let's start though with we'll get to Saturday night. We'll get to it all, but but we we know. Like you and I were texting yesterday like all we wanted to know was who are the Eagles playing and what times it happening? Like, that's all we cared about yep. throughout the whole day yesterday. I mean, it was fun watching all this other stuff happen. I mean, the the game last night, I am super tired. We're recording this at like 7 in the morning. I'm super tired. We waited till Monday morning so we wanted to have all the playoff scenarios, know what everything's going to look like, obviously. And I decided to stay up till you know, 12, whatever, to watch that wild game last night. Let me just say, Elliot Parks, I know I've bristled at times. Team Sirianni over Team Staley by a mile. What a yeah, disastrous, disastrous yeah. game for uh, Brandon Staley last night. But let's start with the Eagles and the Bucks. Your your kind of um your day of of understanding as it goes that all right, it looks like you know it's 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 going to be the Bucks, and it felt like you know by the end of that that Rams game, it was like it didn't matter what was going to happen. It was going to be the Bucks, and then we find out Sunday one o'clock. 
The playoff matchup is set. The time is set. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, so on Sunday morning, I was getting ready for the day uh, of like what the opponent could be. Now, it looked like it would be the Bucks, but I thought the Rams were a fairly realistic possibility, too. Like, I didn't completely trust the Saints to win, like all those things. So I, I thought that the Rams were a possibility. So I'm doing, I'm getting a post uh, ready for both, if they play the Bucks or if they play the Rams. And as part of that, I'm doing research on both. I'm looking at the Bucks. I'm looking at the Rams. And man, after spending an hour doing that, I think the Bucks are just like clear cut the 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 best opponent. Arizona is up there, but Arizona was going to be tough to to face. Uh, I think it's really good that they avoided the Rams. I know the Rams lost yesterday, but they went up 17 to nothing. I just think the Rams are are a better team than the Buccaneers are. I think they're more talented. So so if the Eagles to get the Bucks, I think actually we talked about the Carson thing being a victory. I think that was a, a bonus for the Eagles. I think people in the Novacare are probably watching these games and hoping it's a Buccaneers. And I understand with Tom Brady, you never want to face Tom Brady. You're never like, oh man, like this is a great outcome for us. But in this case, like they're kind of just Tom Brady and nothing else. Like they're missing uh, Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown is gone. Shaq Barrett's in, injured. He might play, but the list of guys that like are injured and then will be coming back for the first time: Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre, Pierre Paul, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Their center is dealing with an injury. Like the the receiver that they thought was going to replace Antonio Brown suffered an injury in their win over the Panthers. So good thing they played their starters. But hmm. like. Ultimately, when I look at this Buccaneers team, and and they're not that good against the run. They're 16th in the league uh, in yards per carry. So, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll make our predictions throughout throughout the week, probably. But like, I, I think my initial read going into the game is it's a winnable game. Like they're they're a young team, young first year head coach, first year quarterback. Like going on the road in the playoffs is not easy. We've talked about the expectations that you just don't want to get blown out. You want to go in there and make it competitive. If they lose to the Buccaneers by and our eyes will tell us if it's competitive. But if they're competitive in that game, that's a win for the Eagles. But in terms of the actual scoreboard, like I do think this is a game they could win. Yeah, look, uh, if you look at the Park Sportsbook app, they're an 8.5-point underdog. I think that's too many points. I'm with you. Uh, I'm surprised it's that high. It feels like it should be, you know, if we had done our, our guess the lines thing, you know, this week, I probably would have right. guessed 7 or so, six and a half, seven coming into it. So higher than I thought. Um, I'm with you with a lot of that stuff. Look, I think on a basic level... I uh, you know I'm gonna bet uh, I'm gonna be rooting for the Eagles I'm gonna be hoping I definitely think they can cover that spread but I'm not gonna bet that they're gonna beat Tom Brady but to your points like yeah they absolutely could I don't think this Bucks team is any sort of a juggernaut as you said you know the injuries for the team with guys who won't come back Godwin I think you know the most important of those really you know Brady's security blanket uh, over the the majority of this season um that's a massive loss you know Antonio Brown the whole fiasco you know if they get Shaq back Shaq Barrett back if they get Levante David back if they get Leonard Fournette back of course that changes the equation but it is also as you pointed out guys who haven't played in a few weeks guys with hamstring injuries and the like so there are certainly scenarios where you could see a beat up Bucks team struggle. And, and again, I, you know, I said this heading into this week when we were talking about who we wanted to play and stuff, but there's a reason teams don't go back to back very often. You know, it's yeah. really hard to go win the Super Bowl, especially with an older roster, and then ratchet it back up and go through a 17 game season this year and then go on a run again. Now, w- will that ultimately manifest itself in the Eagles upsetting them in the first round? I don't know, but it certainly means it's a possibility. I, I agree. I think that, you know, if we had said, you know, and obviously we would be, think very different things about the Eagles at this point, but but forgetting what we thought about the Eagles at this point, if we went back to week eight or week nine and said, hey, the Eagles are going to play the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, we all would have been like, well, you know, earmuffs, one, two, 
three. Well, fuck. You know, that, that sucks. Like, I mean, That's the line it. would have been probably yeah, 15. Yeah, exactly. Like, that sucks. We're, we're not going to win this game. But but obviously, I think a much different perspective now. Um, so, yeah, look, again, and we'll, we'll, we're going to dive into this game as the week goes on. Like, actually, you know, preview the game, get excited, all that good stuff. But, but initial thoughts, I do think while I, I you know, I do not expect the Eagles to win the game in the eight and a half point spread. I think shows that that neither does Vegas or neither does Parks or whatever. I do think it's a, a winnable game. You know, it's a game well, where if they go into Tampa and win the game, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that ever happened. And I do think that with the Antonio Brown thing, sometimes like the craziness of the situation kind of overrides what a loss that is for them on the field. Like so much of the conversation is about, you know, how he left the field and like obviously what's going on with, with him and like, you know, he's – you know, doing podcast interviews now. And there's a whole thing with him bringing the girl to his hotel room. Like there's so much of that going on that I think it gets overlooked that now if you're the Eagles and you're preparing for this Buccaneers offense, there's Mike Evans and there's Gronk. But but in terms of receivers, now you put Darius Slay on Mike Evans and you say, look, like this is why you were one of the best corners in the league. Like go out and, you know, do the best you can against him. But then after that, like there's really not much there. Like Scotty Miller, I guess, you know, like they, they have like some some decent players, but there's nobody that you would say, okay, Steven Nelson can't handle him. Whereas I think with with other with other teams, there were multiple receivers like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., right? Like they, they, they were definitely tougher matchups in that regard. The one concern I do have Gronk. is the the Buccaneers offensive line is very good. It's very good. And were, also Gronk. We need to throw Gronk in there. Gronk yeah, looks sure, Gronk yeah. looks like old school Gronk and the matchup against the Eagles linebackers and safeties is not an ideal one. Yeah, I do wonder what they'll do. Like if if Anthony Harris was the player that you that the team kind of hoped he would have been, then he seems like a good matchup for him. Like he's big, he's physical, he kind of looks like a linebacker that plays a safety. So like that would seem like a good matchup, but if you're not going to put uh, Anthony Harris on him, I don't. I just don't know who on the team like matches up physically with him. Like, obviously, you don't want Alex Singleton to do it. T.J. Edwards, I I don't think is quick enough. I mean, he's also like better against the run. Davion Taylor, you wouldn't want that anyway. He's not going to play. But like, let's just say he was healthy. Um, I, I just think the experience factor there would would just be far too much to put him on Gronk. So in terms of safeties, I mean. Maybe Marcus Epps, or maybe they just do do Anthony Harris. I don't know. But, yeah, that's going to be an extremely tough matchup for him. But to the, like, Mike Evans, Darius Slay point, I think that if if Slay can just do a decent job against Mike Evans, like, it, it'll just really slow Tom Brady down. Again, the Gronk thing's a factor. But the Bucks' offensive line is very good. So, like, again, this is going to be on the Eagles' defensive line. Like, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and I know they gave up 33 points, but, like, they got pressure on Tom Brady. Like, when you look at Tom Brady losing in the playoffs, it's because people get pressure on him up the middle. And Tom Brady is a playoff performer. Quick side note, if you don't mind. When I was looking up his stats from yesterday, it is simply bananas how many playoff oh, games it's insane, played. dude. It's, I mean, like, it's dude, absurdity. I it's, more than, it's more than franchises. Like, there are franchises that have played less playoff games than Tom Brady. It's and, insane. And I— and I know that going in. Like, it's not like I'm opening his pro football reference page and going, like, like oh, wow, wow look guy. at this. Wow, yeah. seven Super Bowls. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, who would have thought? Wow. Right? Like, <laughs> Elliot, played- Elliot, quick thought, though. And I, I people might not know this. I just want to make sure that this is out there. The last time the Eagles played Tom Brady in the playoffs, the Eagles won. I just, you know, well, that's it's, it's a good point. Throwing that up. out there. I, I also think it's worth bringing up that. Backup pe- players that have been Carson Wentz's backup are one and zero against. It's Tom a great Brady in the point. Playoffs, this is so. a, an indisputable fact, actually. So something Elliot, to consider yes. when placing. You can even see, you know, and and specific players on the team, you know, like Jason Kelsey, one and zero versus Tom Brady in the playoffs. Lane Fletcher Johnson, Cox. Fletcher Cox, you know, they're just guys who who 
you know, historically owned Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. It's a good point. But no, so so what I so the Tom Brady thing, like he started, I think it's like 45 games in the playoffs. That's almost twice as many games as Jalen Hurts has started his entire career. It's the like, it's think Elliot, about that. Elliot, it's almost three seasons. It's almost three seasons yeah. of or old seasons, I guess. I was thinking 16 games, but almost three seasons of football games starting the playoffs, dude. So I went and I looked at his record and strictly the wild card games. Um, and again, so he's been in the playoffs, I think, 17 years, right? But you want to guess what his record is in the wild card round? Oh, well, I mean, it's like, I, I think, wasn't it, was it maybe his first loss ever when they lost to Tennessee? It was, mm, yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought so. Well, Just, no, no, it wasn't. It was, he's lost, he's lost twice in the okay, wild card Okay, so they round. had one other Three, loss in the wild card round. Yeah, he had and one and, other, and yeah. what, what I think that Brady doesn't get enough credit for, and I've always thought this, and I've heard other people say this, obviously, but. But I think when you get a bye, like that first round of the playoffs should count as a playoff win for you. Like if you think of all the buys Brady had, you look at what his record is now, add the like 12 wins because of buys he's had or whatever, if you wanted to say like a playoff round he has gotten through, and it's that much more impressive. Yeah. So I would say on that, I get your logic. I would, I like, I'm not even strongly disagreeing with you, but I think also, like, let's be real, they don't count as wins. But but I see your point on terms of No, they of like don't. How, they how don't. I'm just talking in terms of getting far into the playoffs. Yes, when you look I at Brady's playoff record, it doesn't tell the whole story is my point. But So that's where I kind of come down on this game. And, like, is is just Tom Brady enough? Like, is that it? Like, is that the whole reason that the Eagles are underdogs of eight and a half points? And, the whole, and, like, I'm not saying that's not a bad – like, that shouldn't be the whole reason. He's Tom Brady, right? He won the Super Bowl last year. Like, all those things. But when I look at the Bucs, I'm like – I don't think Bruce Arians is that great of a coach. Like, you know, the defense, again, they're but Bowles, up. Bowles like and Leftwich are. I think they're most people, you know, both guys have chances to be head coaches now. And I think you take the sum of that coaching. Bowles. T- yeah, Bowles and, and Leftwich. And I think you take the sum of that staff, Arians and all his experience with Leftwich and Bowles and whatnot. And like, I love Sirianni. You know, I'm all in, like, best new head coach hire this year, affirmed last night, like all this stuff. But, you know, you still have to say, like, you look at this Eagles staff and then that Buck staff, this Buck staff literally just won the Super Bowl. And in a lot of cases, Bulls in the Super Bowl, like coaching played him big role in it. So you have to say, like, staff advantage in a playoff game has to go to the Bucks. Oh, I think the staff advantage definitely goes to the Bucks. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, like, if you removed Tom Brady from the situation. Yeah, it's a very I, different situation. <laughs> Remove the best player of all time. Yeah, well, that's what, right. Obviously, it's a big one. But but what I mean is, and look, I think Byron Leftwich, like, if I were the Giants, yeah, I would like, hire him. Yeah, I like him so, a ton, man. Yeah, I, I would give him a chance. But I just, I don't know. There's something about when I look at the Bucks outside of Tom Brady, like, there's nothing, there's things I can be impressed with, but there's nothing that I look at and go, other than honestly Mike Evans, like even Gronk, as good as he is, I think is somewhat a product of Tom Brady at this point of his career. But but regardless, like there's nothing I look at and I go, all right, that's going to be like a major problem. Like it's just Tom Brady. And that could be enough. That probably will be enough. Right. But I just that's I think the advantage of playing the Buccaneers as with as opposed to the Rams, where it's like there's literally elite level talent all over the field, like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like all those things. Right. So I think that's what it is with. With Tampa Bay, it's like, can the pass rush get home? And can Darius Slay cover Mike Evans well enough? Because if the pass rush gets home and Darius Slay does a decent enough job on Mike Evans, then I do think you can slow down the Bucks' offense. I mean, what was the score yesterday? The 
I know they ended up forty-one seven by, but, team. They ended up winning, but, by, but I so. think at halftime it was like ten to it seven. Was, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was might have been seventeen to seven. Quick after they scored a touchdown, right after. But yeah, they ended up pulling away. But again, the, the Panthers are a top five. You know, finished the team. The Panthers team that took the field yesterday, a top five to seven worst team in football. Oh, I know. You know I agree. That's, yeah. what, that, that's my point I'm making is that they did not come out and like. Nor have, against the Jets. Look, the Bucks have not looked great in a while. I just, you know, I think. And again, you're not saying the Eagles are going to win or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, going in and look to the point of, you know, if you just take Tom Brady out, you are historically famously on this podcast, the one saying I'm picking this team because of the quarterback. So it is. Oh, this, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yes. So and, and, you know, the experience factor and there's so many things you can point to. But I, I think the real takeaway, especially for me, is that to your point, like the way this shook out, and we obviously wanted Arizona. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, and honestly, and we'll get to this game in just a second, but I kind of wanted Dallas after they had to play, you know, take two halves to get their starters, you know, rolling right. against our, our backups and whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that, that, you know, as much as you don't want Tom Brady, I think you're right that from a roster talent matchup perspective, the way this Bucks team is playing right now, the way this Bucks team is beat up right now, it's not, you know, a, a, a untenable type of matchup for the Eagles when, I think a lot of us thought, you know, especially weeks ago when we even started flirting with the idea of playoffs, that it would be playoffs and then we'd get there and say, all right, you know, that was fun. Let's just get go go get beat bad, you know, which is, well, again, not, not necessarily going to be the case. What do you think of the rematch factor? Because as I kind of like decide who I'm going to pick and I, look, I am leaning towards picking the Eagles, to be honest. I don't think that's going to surprise people. I said I thought that I, if I'm the Eagles, I would want Tampa Bay. But like when you look at the rematch factor – how much do you think that plays in? Because to me, it plays a fairly large role on like why I'm why I think the Eagles should feel confidence going into this. Like, do you think the fact that the Eagles played them already, they're familiar with them, like they saw their initial game plan against uh, Gannon's defense, and then also obviously against Jalen Hurts in the offense. Like, I think it's tough to beat teams twice in one season. Like, do you any of that factor in, or do you think I'm over? I'm overdoing I, I think it? you're overdoing it a little bit. I definitely don't think it hurts, but I think you can also flip it around and say, you know, giving Tom Brady a second look at the the defense and what they did to adjust to him in the second half and whatnot is just as nerve wracking, if not more nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So, but but I get your point. And look, I, I think for me that that isn't a big factor in how I'm looking at this game. I think the bigger factor is looking at where these teams are at from a health perspective and from a momentum perspective and who's going to actually be on the field in the game and, and going from there. And I think that's enough to be, you know, somewhat optimistic about them, you know, keeping it a game, you know, and, and potentially winning it. Um, but, you know, look, I think I think there are a lot of factors and we'll dive more into all the tentacles of this in, in our next pod later this week as the tentacles. week goes on. Look you at like that. that? Yeah, buddy. See? What a saying. Ah, what can I say? All right, let, let's get into some other stuff and then we'll round back to the, the Bucks game at the end. Um, you want to go Eagles-Dallas first or Wentz first? I'll, I'll leave it up let's to you. Let's go Eagles-Dallas. Okay. A um, few things from Eagles-Dallas. First and foremost, I know that it ended up being a, a, you know, a blowout score at the end, but the fact that it was that close at halftime and that it took that shank punt for Dallas to, to get a two-touchdown lead, like they should have been embarrassed. There were guys on that. We cover the team for a living. There is at least one guy, Williams, whoever the bleep Williams was. No idea who that guy is. I never heard of him oh, in my life. Multiple players like, and there are other guys. guys like I. Yeah. I've heard of Kerry Vincent because I randomly remember when the Eagles made that move for him. But like, no one knows who the hell Kerry Vincent is. Like Williams, you know, charcuterie guy. No, I'm not going to say his name. It's like Charcheray or Charcheray. Oh, he quite a bit. He's but played like, before, yeah. but like, there are a lot of the guys out there. there. Yeah, there are a lot of guys out there. Who, a, no one's ever heard of, or B. 
uh, you know, our, our practice squad or practice squad, practice squad guys because of the COVID stuff. I mean, when they right. did elevated like 10 guys before the game, um, I thought if if I'm Dallas coming out of that first half, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty nervous heading into the playoffs, to be honest. Well, the, the other part of this, too, is, you know, yes, obviously the players out there on the field were the Eagles like second and third stringers slash four stringers. And especially when you take into account like injuries along the offensive line at the mm-hmm. guard spot, like you're talking about like the Eagles. I mean, Brett Toth was playing center and the, I mean, yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. But, but I think the other big takeaway from this is, and we saw this in the preseason, is that when the Eagles aren't playing their guys, they don't game plan. Like, they do not, like, they probably game planned more than they did for the preseason. So I'm not saying they just, like, did whatever. But they're they're out there not showing anything that they want to show for the playoffs. In fact, they're probably showing, like, things that they want teams to think just so they can throw them off for future plays. Like, they they so it's that part of it, too. So, like, the Cowboys went into this clearly trying to win. They played Dak Prescott, if I'm not mistaken, into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. if not here. If not just, you know, the end of the third, right? So they wanted to win. Like, they tried to win this game. And the Eagles offense went right down the field on them, right? Knife uh, through the, butter. The first touchdown. Knife through um, butter. It, yeah, well, exactly, right? The Eagles offense versus them. And then the defense, look, the defense struggled, I think, like, as the game went on. I think when they started swapping guys in and out. And Dallas is talented, so at the end of the they day— They should like, have put up 70 against that defense, Elliot. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, the defense was not trying, and they had all backups in there. I agree with you. So, like, it ultimately, Dallas tried way harder to win that game than the Eagles did. Like, flat out. That's my biggest takeaway. Other, other than, like, again, Elliot, just let me hammer that home because the Eagles tried zero. The Eagles tried to win exactly that game zero. zero. Literally like the zero. Coaches, the yeah. Players, the whole thing. Things. Yes. So, so I don't think, and we can turn this into a Gannon debate if if we want. But like, I don't think there's any takeaway from it. Like, other than Kenny Gainwell looked good. Like, that's it. Like, that's the the only one. Like, I don't think you can take anything away about Gannon's defense. Anything away about Sirianni. Like, you probably can't take anything away about Minshew because he was just like okay. I don't think he super helped his stock or, or super hurt it. He looked serviceable, and I guess in the NFL for a quarterback that always helps your stock. But like. Outside of that, that's it. Like Devontae got the record, but I, I just think it was it was a preseason game. And if you remember in the preseason, me and you debated this somewhat. I think you were kind of on my side in terms of of Yeah, I debated it, but I wasn't I wasn't it was one of those like I don't really care, but but let's debate it kind of debates, you know what I mean? Right. But like if we remember in the preseason, like I, I just did an, an interview with, with Angelo on uh the morning show and, and he asked me, you know, like Elliot, like, you know, they're not playing any of their starters. Like, they did, they weren't competitive. Like, this coach was supposed to be Mr. Competitive. And, like, that's what we talked about in the preseason, right? Like, in the preseason, it was, and we had, we knew nothing about Sirianni at that point. It was, oh, this guy talks about, oh, look, he plays horse and yep. he's so competitive. Yep. And, like, oh, and then and he, he rests his guys. Yep. In every sure. Game, right. Sure. And then they went out and they won their first game by 26 points. Now, I know they started the season slow, but looking back, I think clearly they stayed healthy, which I think was the big key, you know, the big idea with all of it that we talked about is that this is the healthiest season the Eagles have had in years since the Super Bowl, prior to the Super Bowl season. I mean, it is, you know, you got to give credit there. Exactly. Look, when we were just talking about the Buccaneers, one of the first things we brought up was how banged up they were. They played their starters yesterday and they lost Antonio Brown's Totally. Right. And I do think I do think the age of the roster helps with that. You know, the Eagles went from a much older roster to one of the younger ones in the NFL. And you're looking at the Bucs, a much older roster. I think that's there are so many factors, but ultimately on a basic. Right. And that, too. But ultimately, on a basic level, like. The debate is settled. The Eagles came out sharp and won their first game of the season, and they had their best injury season in a long time. I think we settled the spring, the uh, you know, preseason debate. It's settled. Yeah, and I thought there was a noteworthy quote from Nick Sirianni after the game. Um, he was talking about why he didn't play Jalen Hurts, and he mentioned that he wanted to try to get his ankle to 100%. And I think that Hurts is already 
you know, like 75, 80%. Like, I don't think he's, you know, playing like super, super injured, but I do believe his ankle is hurting him. And he said something that I think like really stuck out, stuck out from a game planning perspective. He said, we wanted to get Hertz back to hundred percent. You know, he hasn't been running as much the last few Which weeks. Which is and true. We wanna, and we want to get back to what we've been doing. Right. And so love that. I think, love that. I think that look, I think this game has potential. They're not going to obviously smoke the Bucks. I'm not saying that. But if you remember the, the first game of the season, like the Eagles came out and they're doing all that quick game stuff and Hertz is running and they're running the ball and they're going up and down the field. And that was our first look at Sirianni. So in that way, of course, everything was going to feel new. But that quote right there made me think like maybe they have something ready for the playoffs. Like maybe they have something with Hertz and this offense like ready to go Ooh, for the playoffs. Buddy. So I'm, I'm like, I like I'm this. I'm excited for the game. No I like what, this. And like, I, yeah. And I said to you like you could see it really in the his second game back. Um, I can't remember. Was it the Giants game or the Washington game? It finally looked like Hertz could move. And you're like, ooh, he's got some burst. He's running again. I think that yeah. extra week is huge from that perspective. I'll quibble with you. I have three takeaways from that game. You said there's nothing to take away. I have three. And they're actually the three things you mentioned. So I'll go one by one and we react. Let's start with the Devontae record. Like, I love Devontae Smith. I'm super happy for him. We all agree. I mean, this whole 16 versus 17 game thing. It is what it is. In, in 10 years, we won't talk about it anymore. But for right now, like... Let's be honest, one played 17 games, one played 16 games. Also, if the whole, like, we just talked about, keep everyone healthy and all that, like, and I know some guys got to go out and play and stuff, but this whole idea, and I, it's clear they did it, like, like to just put a guy out there so he could break a record, especially in a 17th game in the first 17-game season, like, I'm happy for Devontae, but it just feels so hollow to me, Elliot. Yeah, I, and the, you know, they said, they said after the game that's why they did it. Like, Sirianni Of course, there was no game. question. He got 41 yards. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's get you over the record. Take you out. All right, pal, good job. Like, it I was agree. so clear. It was, it was just now, like, come on. He ran, like, safe routes and, like, whatever. But, yeah, like, but I agree. What's the, what I are agree we doing that. here? Is it really, you know? I would not have played Devontae Smith. If Devontae like, Jason Kelsey hurt. for the first snap, one snap and come out, like, totally fine with that. Like, who cares? Like, that's the kind yeah. of stuff where it's like, sure, get him his streak, whatever. This is, like, putting him out there. And, like, for a record that it's like, come on, really? Like, the Eagles' rookie receiving record? Like, if we're talking, he could go out and, like, set the NFL record for catches. Like, all right, I get it a little bit, whatever. Like, we're, like come on, man. Like, it's cool, but come on. I, I, I agree. Look, okay, like, I wouldn't good. have played Jake Elliott. I wouldn't have played Gardner Minshew. Like, I, I would have put the worst team out there you could possibly imagine. So I agree with you on putting Devontae out there uh, was silly. Now, quick note off of the receivers. Like, and I know they didn't bring any up, but I thought it was a little interesting that, like, Jalen Rager's out there in the fourth quarter, and Quez was as well. Quez was fair, as well. Like, so I don't know if interesting's the word. I think, I know what you're saying, though, like the fact that he's out there, but they weren't protecting any of the receivers except Devontae in terms of keeping them healthy from that perspective. Which is telling. Which is telling, especially because Quez is out there. But I think the telling thing is that out there with, with you know, you're the two guys, there's no Devontae, there's no Goddard, there's no, you know, big-time running backs you're worried about. And Quez Watkins made plays. Quez Watkins looked like flashed. And Jalen Rager, I think the big takeaway is not just that he was out there until the end of the game. It was that he didn't do anything. It was that he was invisible against, you know, at that point in the game, especially at the end of the game against backups and stuff. I think it's like concerning is the word. And and again, yeah. with Rager, I'm already out. Yards. So, like, there's no concern. Like, it's, it's over. There's no, like, you know, whatever with me. But, like, that was such an indictment of Jalen Rager. Yeah, I mean, he had he had 19 yards on the game, two receptions for 19 yards. Like, and look, Quez again, he played in the fourth quarter, but Quez also had five catches for 84 yards and, and a touchdown. And right? had so, that big touch at the end where you're like, oh, flash, like that right. speed, excitement, something. 
Yes, I, I agree. And we don't need to get into now, like, the Yeah, no. Where the Eagles are going yes. to the playoffs, positivity, but yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he would it would look, he doesn't I was asked on the post game show, they're like, Man, JJ, uh JJ dropped a touchdown, Jalen Rager, you know, blah blah. Like, what do you take from that? And I'm like, I just think they're not very good. <laughs> they're bad. I take you know, that they're I, bad I at their point, job. We've locked it in. Like we know what the takeaway is from Jalen Rager. Yes. He does not seem to be able to be an yeah. NFL starting. Oh receiver. God! And you uh, watch these other and whatever. You watch these receivers, and I, yeah, he's the best at it. But like Debo Samuel will take a sweep, you know, handoff play, and just like take yeah. Well, off. that's what Rager was supposed to be. I, I know and that's why I'm thinking of it. And obviously, it's not fair to compare him to Debo. But even like I said, I said this to you. I think off the air, we were walking home after our Saturday show, and I'm like, even like that dude Jeremy Grant in Chicago. They hand him a sweep, and he just like takes off. And at least he's fast. At least there's explosion yeah. there. You know. So, uh, all right, second takeaway. Um, I actually do think, and again, I, what he started off hot and then kind of cooled down, but, you know, playing with backups in a, in a weird spot and all that, I do think you could take away that, that, and, you know, not to, you know, be Mr. Howie Roseman all the time, but I think, mm. and I said at the time, I love the trade when you didn't in the moment. I think the Gardner Minshew trade was just an absolute and total heist. Like, what yeah. a heist to get an asset like this who didn't end up having the effect that you concern, you know, we're concerned that he would take over the team and whatever. It stayed Hurts' team, all that. The Eagles did a really good job with that. Nick did a really good job with that. Hurts did a good job just playing well enough to, to keep that from being a thing. But, you know, Minshew's an asset. For, for no money, they give up a six-round pick. Like, they could get a second, a, a third, a multiple picks. At worst, I think, for this guy, you look around at the league yesterday, and I know there are a lot of guys who were injured and this and that, but, like, the level of quarterbacking play and certainly next-step-down quarterbacking play is pretty atrocious, Elliot. Gardner Minshew is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, in my opinion. You got that guy for a six-round pick and very little money from a contract perspective. Hell of a move. Hell of a move. Yeah, I... I... I was wrong. I think it was the right move to trade for him. I thought it would cause more of an issue. And, you know, to some degree, it almost did. But, yes, I think it was clearly a, a very good move by Howie Roseman to acquire him. I know you're just kind of speaking hyperbole a little. Like, I don't think they get a second-round pick for Gardner Minshew. No, but you I, know I, what I mean? I think they can get something. I mean, like, look, the Steelers or these teams that have, like— I think the best they can get is a fourth. I like, don't know, man. Lucky. I don't know, man. Like— I don't know. Like, Sam Darnold got a second and a six. I think that Gardner Minshew, and I know that Darnold was a higher draft pick and stuff, but I think Minshew's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Like, I don't know. I think that if you've got a few teams, like the teams that are right there and ready to compete but need a quarterback, the Steelers type of teams, like, I don't know. I I don't know. Either way, I, I do think the point is this is an asset that you paid less for than it's worth. I mean, look, a team gave up a gave up a first round pick for Carson Wentz, so certainly anything. Yeah, is but possible. I mean, look, I would let's put it this way: I think I'd take Carter Minshew on my team over Carson Wentz. Oh, I, I, I mean, I absolutely yeah. would. But like, yeah, I, I think, I, I, look, I don't even know if they'll trade Gardner. Like from the Eagles' perspective, he's a high quality backup totally. that you have, and you like, see how much they matter. Look, we talked yeah. about it last pod, but you know, when was the last time the Eagles' playoff quarterback was their you know quote unquote starting quarterback from the season? You know, it doesn't happen that yeah, often. Jalen Hurts, yeah, it was McNabb. Right. We said the the you know Foles in in. Uh, in 2018, technically started the first game and started the playoffs, but missed like the you know 12 in between or whatever because he wasn't the starter technically. Um, right. So yeah, it, it, you know I think you're right about that. And the Eagles have obviously, as we know, to to glory and to to you know outrage at times have, have really valued that backup quarterback spot. All right, last takeaway, and you mentioned it, the Gannon thing. Um, Look, Go so ahead. and you you texted us uh, your your tweet that we saw um, me and Fritz because we always like to joke around with this too um, yes. that the fifty one points allowed Sunday knocked the Eagles down from eighth in the NFL in points allowed to eighteen. Now, um, 
I'm just happy this happened, obviously, just just to just to shut it up. But here's my point with it. And look, I agree that because context was my whole argument with the thing with the points and all that. But look, I don't I, I already said there were you know multiple guys on the defense I've literally never heard of or if I have heard of barely heard of them, whatever. So like the 51 points on Sunday means zero to me. I'm not going to crush Gannon at all. Like could he have done more? I don't know. Maybe have a little fun out there, be a little more creative, but whatever. I don't care. The main point, though is what this does is it shows how dumb the stat was to begin with. The fact that it can go from 8th to 18th with one game performance shows you how flimsy it was. Thank you. Well, look, they gave up 51 points, which I don't have it in front of me, but I'd imagine that's probably near the top of points allowed per game this year. I can't imagine. I don't think any team would go up in the 60s, right? So, like, we're talking about. One game, 8th to 18th. Everyone has a bad game. Yeah, look, but what I'm saying is, look, they were not – my whole argument with the points was they are what they are in that perspective. Like they're eight. Like there's only seven less teams well, giving eight, up fewer points. Now, now I I don't think they were ever a top ten defense in terms of like if I had to rank the defenses. I think 18th is probably closer to where they belong than eight. Oh, like I, okay. I think they're like somewhere between 15th, 18th, like 14th. They're somewhere in there, right? I don't think they they I don't think they are a top ten defense. But like, yeah, you're right. There's no takeaway. Like it's a shame that this happened again, and because 51 <laughs> points is ridiculous. Like it's an insane amount of points, and like the Cowboys, like for trying as hard as they did, like you know, it's yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Gannon because I do think like overall the the defense is a big part of the reason they made the playoffs. Like you can we can whatever opponents all that stuff. Like the defense played a large part in them making the playoffs. So. Yeah, I mean, to go to 8th from 18th, definitely, uh, it definitely stings for the Eagles. Yeah, they definitely hindered them from making the playoffs, but they would made it anyway because of how great their has, offense was. Would you agree that Gannon has the most pressure on him going to the playoffs? Oh, well, that's that was literally my next point, and then we'll get to Wentz. Um, yeah, this game, like, and again, look, you know, if the offense goes out and it's just abominable and Hurts has the worst game ever and whatever, that'll be the story coming out of it. But I think going into this game, I don't think there's a single Eagles fan who doesn't think the Eagles can score on the Bucks. I think there are a butt ton of Eagles fans who expect the Bucks to walk all over Jonathan Gannon's defense. Yes, I think all the pressure in this game from the Eagles' perspective is on Gannon in the defense, without question. Yeah, I mean, look, Vic Fangio gets fired yesterday and people are tweeting like he could be a possible Buddy, replacement. Yes, please. Horrible head coach, amazing defensive coordinator. Yeah, and you know, as I'm, I've turned into like the Gannon defender, even I would be like, look, if you can get Vic Fangio, yeah. I understand the logic. You got to, but- yeah. But I also they think won't. They're gonna keep. They went to the playoffs again. They're going. They're gonna yeah, keep like, getting. I. You know, I don't think it's gonna logic happen. Same logic on Sirianni. Yeah. Like you know, give give him time to grow too. You and give him so players. I, and look, I, as much as I rip Gannon, and I do believe I've been very disappointed in him. Like we can all acknowledge that from a, a talent perspective, they're more deficient on the defensive side than the offensive side. So well, it's also possible he's gone as a head coach. So maybe Fick Van. Finger, is dude, the, uh, fingers crossed. All right, J- come get this guy. He's a stud. He's a stud. What, he held Dallas's starters to 51 points with a bunch of nobodies. It's amazing. See at, how I spun that? Point, at one point before this game on Sunday at 1 o'clock, I'm going to lock you down on what you would accept as a, a, a acceptable point total. I like, like this. Like, like this. You know, like a yeah. number. Like I got a, it. And I know this it's a is bit good. unfair because context and all that. I but get like it. A number where you can say. I will play you your game for the last yours. for the potential last game of the season. I will play your game, sir. All right, thank you very much. All right, we'll get there. Much more Eagles Bucks talk later in the week. Uh, Last thing before we get out of here. Elliot Shore Parks, let me ask you a question. How does it feel to be dead, stone cold right about Carson Wentz? The floor is yours, sir. 
I don't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> I love know, it. I, mean, I love it. Is it. it is. Like, you uh, know, I'm not like reveling in his sadness. All right. I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm whatever. I'm reveling in the fact that, that what the whole thing that happened and the Eagles are going to the playoffs and he's not and the pick is better because of it and they lost to the Jags yesterday and I don't care. It's amazing. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. And, you know, people for like two years between me, like, oh, clickbait, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, this is who he's been. Like, this is just who he is. And it's unfortunate. Like, I'll be completely honest. My, my initial takeaway when I started to see what was happening that game was, man, like, Carson must feel so scared right now. And that, like, made me feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like, Carson was probably in Jacksonville on the sideline being like, oh, my God, it's happening. Like, it's lit. Like, that's probably what he was thinking. Like, look, look at what's happening again. Like, it's like Foles winning the Super Bowl. It's like Foles taking them to the playoffs the next year. It's like Hurts coming in and throwing the touchdown versus Green Bay, right? Like, Wentz was probably sitting on that sideline and being, like, like scared. Like, and I, that's how I would feel if I were him. I'd be on that sideline, and I saw that I was down, like, whatever to the Jags, and I was throwing interceptions. I would feel scared. So, like, there was part of me that felt bad for Carson. But I also think, like, take the emotion out of it. It was an incredibly, uh, it was a day where the Eagles should be, feel, should feel very vindicated. Like Carson forced his way out of the organization. Carson did not want to be here anymore. He didn't want to be here because he didn't believe in Howie. I think there were coaching staff issues. So, you know, I'm not saying he got Doug Peterson fired, but he certainly played a large role oh, in yeah. it because he played oh, poorly yeah. and then he didn't want him back. So like he certainly played a large role in the fact that Doug's unemployed. And then, and, like the fan thing is tricky because there's so many of them versus one. Like I get all that, but like, you know, if I, Carson wanted to play in a different city, like Carson did not want to deal with what happens here mm-hmm. in Philadelphia because of all the drama and all that. So he asked his way out and look, that was a mistake. He went to a worse place. The Colts are not as good of a franchise as the Eagles are. Frank Reich, like all this talk about like, Oh, well, Frank Reich, you know, you'll see, like, you'll see that he was a reason Carson was successful in 2017. If I'm Doug, I'm watching that and being like, Oh, well maybe Frank Reich wasn't the only reason we won the Super Bowl. Like all those things. Like I think Elliot, I think we need to start asking was Nick Sirianni the reason Frank Reich had success in in Indy the last couple of years. That's what I think we need to start asking. that's a fantastic point. An amazing tweet as well. I might, <laughs> you, but like, you could have it that way. That's my gift to you. Also. And like the, the Howie thing, I get that I get painted as like the ultimate Howie defender, but this whole idea that like Chris Ballard is an amazing GM. He's won one playoff game in five, I think five or six years. Like he, this, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, so if I'm the Eagles, I, I feel bad for Carson because ultimately, like, I don't think Carson's a bad person. Like, no, it's tough no. what he's going through. Yeah. But, like, he he, he brought it on out, himself. Right? Like, he brought it on himself. It, like, put anybody out there, put put yourself in that situation. If, if a coworker you had was like, I don't want to work here anymore and I'm going to go work at a rival company. Because that's ultimately what the Colts are, a rival company, right? No question. And if you failed there, you would you would feel vindicated. You're absolutely that. right. You would feel like you asked to leave yep. and now you're failing. Yep. So, yeah, from that perspective, like I think the Eagles should feel very vindicated by what's happened, and they're way better off. Like they are way well, better. Well, that's off what ours. I, that Elliot, that's what I was gonna say, and I tweeted it yesterday, and like I, I, I'm talking. Forget contract, forget like context. Like Jalen Hurts is a better NFL quarterback than Carson Wentz today, right now. Moving forward. Exactly. That's my point. Like, it is clear in my mind. And it's so funny because we knew this was going to happen. We didn't actually think the Colts were actually going to lose the game, but we picked the Jags in our parlay heading in. We talked about joking around about just taking our whole Parks account and putting it on the Jags' money we line. We should have done that. I know we should have. I was serious what we were talking about. Like, because we know. And my buddy, I was texting my buddy yesterday, and he's like lamenting. He's like, I can't believe I put the Colts in all these bets. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Talk to me. I would have told yeah. you not to bet on Carson in this 
this spot in your mind? And people aren't even talking about the fact they lost last week to that game against the Raiders. They absolutely should have never lost where Carson played like trash too. And look, I get it. You're right. Like as a human being, what what Carson has gone through, like, and, and you've pointed this out many times that like, you know, it was a really weird you know, series of unfortunate events from the injury on forward. And obviously, I don't think calling winning a Super Bowl is unfortunate, but for Carson specifically, we know how that, that whole thing played out. So, like, I get it. Things didn't go your way and all that. And I do feel, you know, a sense of, like, man, that sucks that this guy's got to go through some crap again because Indy's about to give it to him again. But to your point, Elliot, like, sometimes you, you make your bed and you have to lie yeah. in it. And that guy made his bed and he went to Indy thinking it was a better situation, this whole thing. And he came up small against the worst team in the NFL in a spot, a win and in, win and in. You had to beat the Jags. They were a 16 and a half point underdog. With when, an interim head coach. You, like, there exactly. Were fans in the crowd. We're in clowns. Well. We're in clown suits. Like, Elliot, like at a certain point, like, you know, at a certain point, you need to own your losses. You need to own what you do on the field. You need to own who you are. And Carson Wentz, the Colts too, they have to own it. Frank Reich has to own it. But Carson Wentz had a chance to win two games at the end of the season, including one against the worst team in football. And they got they got their asses beat by the Jaguars. It wasn't even a game yesterday. Yeah. Like, that is on this dude's resume. That's on this dude's plaque right now. And you got to own it. Carson, you stunk, and you're not going to the playoffs because of it. And the Eagles should feel vindicated. And honestly, Eagles fans, I know there were a lot of them rooting for him and all that. And again, it's nothing personal, but not only did you get a better draft pick, but you should feel a little vindicated that this guy did not want us. He did not want this town. He did not want this city. He did not want this fan base. And he forced his way out and said, I'm only going here. Made it harder for the Eagles to trade him. All this stuff. And now we're in the playoffs and he's not. It's okay to feel a little bit of a, a you know a little bit of pride, a little bit of happiness about that. Yeah, and even if you just take the the personal feelings that fans might have, positive or negative against Carson, because again, they don't win that Super Bowl without him. No like, question. All those things. No question. The draft true. pick was was great because of that. Like it all, I would do it all over again exactly to win the Super Bowl. Right, and so, but the but the other part of this too is I think when they traded Carson, there was a large sense in the fan base of like. The team screwed, right? Like Carson wants out, which means a they don't have a quarterback because at that point people didn't really believe in Jalen. Like they meant that like Carson knew something about the organization, like no one else did. Like how could they bungle this situation so bad? Like all these things, and like there was tr- there was it was legitimate fear to have. Like even though that's not what happened, and we debated this and talked about it and all that, like it certainly could have. Like he could have gone to the Colts and played really well. The Eagles could have not been as lucky as they were with Jalen. We Hurts. actually like, thought he was going to be better. You and I kept being like, hey, we know Carson's going to be better in Indy. I thought he was going to be better than he was this year in Indy. Like, right, I, but, I, I did. So so I, I just think like what this shows is, and again, this is a, a wait for it, macro point. Yes. But like Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are just like better than Carson at their job. Yep. Like they like like Howie like for all this like Carson didn't want to work with Howie and like I get why Carson felt like you know hurt by the Jalen Hurts pick. Like I get that, but guess what? Like thank God they drafted Jalen Hurts, right? Like Howie is better at his job than Carson. So for Carson to be like I don't you know all the like I'm gonna go there with like Chris Ballard and like the Colts and like wow look how talented their roster is like blah 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 like he was wrong like he was wrong like the Eagles are one of the better franchises in the NFL like. If, if I was a quarterback in the league and I had to pick, like, where do I want to play? And I don't have the list in front of me. But, like, the Eagles aren't that far off in terms of, like, you know, just investments they put in there. Like, they're a pass-first team. Like, they have tried at receiver. They haven't done a good job, but they've certainly invested resources in the position. Like, Carson had it made to a certain extent in Philadelphia in terms of just being with this franchise. And he went to a worse franchise in a worse sports town with a worse GM. 
and honestly, maybe a worse head coach, right? And like he did that. He did that to himself. The last thing I'll say about this is, did you see the T.Y. Hilton tweet? No. So you might not know this because you're not on Twitter as much, but no. do you ever see that thing where it's like a picture of Wolverine lying in bed and he's looking at a picture and then it shows what it is and it's supposed to mean like he's missing this person? No, but I, mean, I think I've seen, you know, I get the idea, but no, I have right. not seen so it. Okay. It's, it's a picture of Andrew Luck. Right? Oh, it's, buddy. And T.Y. So Hilton did is, that? Yeah, so, no, no, T.Y. Oh. Hilton liked it. He liked, liked it. it. Okay, right. either way, wow. But it's starting. It's starting again. Like, it, yeah. it, like if you're on the Colts, like, I, and everyone holds blame for the loss, ultimately, like blah, blah, blah. But if you're on the Colts, you're definitely in that locker room thinking, like, Carson lost us that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not? He was, like, you know, 15 for 30 for, like, 170 and, and uh, two turnovers. Like, and those turnovers were bad in the moment. I mean, the, you know, the pick yeah. was a fourth down, but, like, the fumble was horrendous and in the red zone and, like, Every time it felt like the Colts, like you kept, I kept texting you. We kept, you know, in, inside baseball or behind baseball, as I like to say. Well, I've even we kept, throw you off. We yeah. kept texting throughout the game and I kept being like, it's over now. It's like, I can't get there. I, I need it to be over. Like, you know, like you didn't want to like get ahead of yourselves. And it was like after each thing, it was like, oh, maybe they've got a chance. And then Carson would blow it again. And it was just like, well, nope, they don't have a chance. And uh, yeah, it was just a wild, wild one to watch. All like Nash. It's funny when like all of Twitter gets in on something, and then everybody's like, "Oh, well, this is Carson. Like, who? You know, this is blah blah blah." It's like, all right, slow down. Everybody nationally outside of Philly was oh, absolutely yeah, clowning buddy. the Eagles oh, and saying how good yeah, Carson buddy. was. Oh and so yeah, buddy. now, right, and now all of a sudden you all knew all along how bad Carson mm-hmm. was. Like, no, like that's not how it goes. Like sometimes, look, I, I said I was wrong about the Gardner Minshew trade. Like people got to put their hands up and say there were a lot of people out there that fought really, and you're not one of them, but like a lot of people outside of the city that really clowned the Eagles and were really pro Carson that were dead wrong. They were dead wrong. And now they don't get to jump in on the whole like, you know, making jokes on Twitter things. Like you don't get those likes or retweets. Like those aren't for you. Those are for people that earn those likes. I love that take, Elliot. You're so right. So well Thank said. You. Perfectly said. Oh, so happy we have Jalen Hurts and not Carson Wentz. Uh Eagles will have the 15th and the 16th pick in the draft. The Patriots couldn't get the job done, make that Dolphins pick a little better. But I think the way the season trended the last few weeks, I think we're, we're all happy with 15 and 16 at this point. I know we, we had dreams of top 10 early, but it felt like at a certain point they might all be in the 20s the way it was going. Yeah, uh, I think 15 and 16, and, and we'll see where the Eagles finish. You know, you're happy with that. Yeah, and it makes it interesting in terms of, like, I think if they were in the top 10, you're definitely taking somebody with those picks. Like, it's tough to trade those picks away. But if 15, 16, and the Eagles one, I think is currently 19th, we'll see where it ends up. But, like, I would be into trading those picks, and not just for more picks, like for talent that could help them now. So this is off-season discussion. But when, you, when you're in the middle of the first round, I think it really lends itself to, like, going out and Maneuverability. The one I also said, like, also at maybe adding picks for next year, the Belichick thing, like, starting to, you know, kind yeah. of— stockpile and all that um all right uh this week obviously we will have tons of coverage uh eagles bucks will be on the radio on saturday we got pods coming we'll have our uh you know parks picks for the the wild super wild card weekend coming up um uh any final thoughts before we get out of here yeah actually super quick like i cannot believe you walked to work this morning like it is so cold it's outside so it was it days. was like extra cold this morning too like i had gloves and a hat i i was totally geared up and it was like actually daunting this morning well it's windy too and you know it's funny so 
in my old house, obviously I was afraid like of rain because you know my water would get basement sometimes, all those things. In the new house, which I love and I'm not afraid of rain anymore, it rained yesterday, I didn't even know it was gonna rain. Like that's how far I've come in terms of like not caring about the rain, right? But now when it gets Amazing. windy, there's a, there's a tree next to us that'll like breeze and make noises. And so now when it gets windy, I'm like, oh man, it's windy outside. So I knew it was windy when you were walking in this morning and it makes it way colder. So I just, you're a hero for doing it. Oh, you're saying. too kind, buddy. That's what I needed this morning. Thank you. Thank kind. you. And speaking of of, uh, of your basement and windows, shout out to, uh, I met Kate and Tyler at an event. Two, yes. Two fans call. of the pod who made sure to check on you because it was going to snow that night. And I was like, you're a deep I cut right there. That. You're a real one. You're real one. It was awesome to meet those guys. And um, again, like, look, Elliot, we're sitting here heading into Super Wild Card Weekend with the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, a chance against Tom Brady for the first time since we all know when. And uh, and Carson Wentz and the Colts are on the outside. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty fun day. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. We're going to preview the game. Hopefully they can win. Maybe they'll, they'll win. Maybe they'll keep it close, whatever happens. Either way, like today, it's a day to be happy. It's a day to enjoy yes. it. The Eagles are in the playoffs, and, uh, and it's been a pretty fun, unexpected ride. So... Uh, all right, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, Eagles, Bucks galore. Uh, suck it, Tom Brady. Um, I'm pumped. This is great. Go Birds.